I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. We're all uptight and out of control. That's called burnout. The pandemic doesn't help, but the problem goes much further back than that. Burnout is stress that keeps repeating itself over and over and over again. And it started when you were a kid and you wanted to bang your fork against your glass, shove your peas into your pocket, and sing green sleeves at the table. You know why you can't do that? Because I said so, that's why. That's a voice from your past. And now we're passing that stuff on to our kids. Eat every damn pea on your plate or no dessert. Bang on that glass once more and I'll sell you. No singing at the table. Shut your mouth and eat. (laughs) Why are there lots of perfectly good drinking songs, but no eating dinner songs? Singing might well take your mind off the fact that eating peas could possibly kill you, slowly. So why should you have to die slowly, quietly, politely? It's a tough life out there. A guy by the name of Murphy says, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And you know, it very often does. That's why buses go so much faster when you're trying to catch them than they do when you're riding on one trying to get to an important appointment. It's also the reason why bills travel 2.4 times faster than checks in the mail. And that's what we remember instead of remembering what Big Louie always says. Big Louie is the hero of my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, which is available at Amazon.com, shameless plug. Big Louie always says you can never tell when something wonderful is going to happen. And that happens about as often as the things that can and do go wrong, go wrong. But when is the last time you remember what Louie said, huh? We're always remembering the negative stuff. You got to smile, be polite, bite the bullet, say, have a nice day, as your life crumbles around you. When somebody says, have a nice day to me, I usually say thanks, but I have other plans. And I love watching the expression on their face, because if they're really not wishing me a nice day, they just want to get rid of me, there comes this blank look on their faces. Half the time, the bad stuff happens. Almost all the rest of the time, the good stuff happens. You think I'm wrong? Here's a suggestion, and I mean this. Keep a list of your life for a week, like I did. I'll bet you only half the things that you're concerned about actually happened. That's what happened in my life. I'll bet you have the same experience. And Big Louie is right. Some very nice things that I didn't expect happened. You can never tell when something wonderful is going to happen, is what Louis says. I really did keep that written list. But half the bad things I was concerned about actually happened. Almost as many good things I didn't expect 
showed up in my life. So how come we always remember the bad stuff? The original designer of jeans didn't plan it that way. He made guys like Tarzan. Tarzan could and did sing and holler all he wanted to while he ate. And he never ate peas. He only ate lions. <laughs> and not only did he get dessert, but a lady who looked very much like Catherine Zeta-Jones, wearing only a little tiny fur bikini, served it to him. At least that's what happened in a movie. In those days, if some guy tried to stop Tarzan from singing around the old campfire, that guy got a fast face of fossil fist. If some nasty Neanderthal tried to make a cave lady eat peas, she just said, buzz off till you evolve a little farther, Charlie. None of this bite-the-bullet stuff. Oh, there weren't any bullets to bite. Where did we go wrong? Next to tales, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff that you can and should stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's burning out your life out the other ear and you can think about what Big Louie always says and smile. There is only one male calico cat born for every 3,000 female calico cats. Oh boy, talk about being overworked, especially on Saturday nights. One male for 3,000 females. Poor guy probably had no time for Netflix. <laughs> if the answer is software, what is the question? If the answer is software, what is the question? You don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet. I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. If the answer is software, what is the question? The best known cannibal in nature is the praying mantis. The female eats her mate immediately after mating. Seems to me that it would be more appropriate for the male to be doing the praying, don't you think? The male sand goby tends the couple's eggs while the female goes off to mate again and again and again. A little slut. Lions form harems, one guy to six to eight females. The females do the hunting, the males patrol around the area, protecting the harem from predators. So like guys, always on the alert. Sometimes women say, guys don't listen to them. Well, we can't, because we're always paying complete attention to what's going on around us. We're on alert, protecting our harems. And you won't believe it, but some women even resent the fact that we have a harem. Cicadas are in the news. They are harmless to humans and do not sting or bite. They are supposedly edible and are considered delicacy in some areas. <laughs> but not in this area. All right, if the answer is software, the question is, what do you call a condom that's worn by 90-year-old guys? Software. <laughs> okay, I know, that one flopped, didn't it? Dicks to tails, they take your mind off your mind. little housekeeping here if you like these podcasts or the spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com 
or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, from Amazon.com, would you please tell a couple of friends? Because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. Burnout. Stuff getting out of control. Stress, stress, and more stress. Not only are we not allowed to sing at the table, we're not even supposed to peek under each other's masks. Zap, there goes your job. Zap, zap, and your love life. Zap, zap, zap. And your ex-spouse gets to keep the house, the kids, and the first kid from your next marriage. Zap, 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 zap. Too many zaps. Not enough songs. Too many peas. Not enough strawberry shortcake. That's where we get burnout. That's going on in your life. You know, sometimes it helps to take a deep breath. Like the woman in this story from My Night Connections 3, spoken word, story CD. You've never been the kind of woman who could take a man's breath away. You've always known better than to try anything like that. So you're really not sure why you dyed your hair last week. It was just kind of a whim. Your kids thought you were being very funny, so you laughed along with them. Over the weekend, you found a new shade of lipstick. Very bright. Just this side of gaudy. Dad would have wanted you to wash your face. So would your ex-husband. But you wore it to work anyway yesterday. Your boss actually seemed a little bit annoyed, but she didn't say anything. One of the other lawyers in the office did. He said, hello. You're a secretary, a good one. It was the first time in several years that you've worked there that he or anybody else acknowledged that you were something more than just some other office machine. You've always believed in being good. You were a good daughter, a good wife, a good mother. You recycled. You wore your seatbelt at all times. You wore your clothes modestly. You did everything modestly. You even had modest orgasms. When you were married, of course. You feel a little strange about all these changes that are going on. Not evil, just kind of different. Actually, it's the first time that you've felt anything very much for a long time. You've even had lunch with a man today. A man who admits that he is a little bit lonely and a little bit wicked. He claims that he has spent the year since his wife died following what he calls his erotic intuition. And today it brought him to lunch with you. He is more powerful than any fantasy you've ever known and much less predictable. He's an ordinary-looking, comfortable guy who works down the hall. Guy who understands that you have longings now that you haven't had for a long time. As a matter of fact, you don't even remember how to discuss them. He's very well aware that some of those longings involve him. He leaned forward over lunch and held your hand and just looked at your eyes and smiled and waited. Your body flashed hot with an icy streak down the middle. It startled you. You stood up quickly and started to leave, but he didn't let go of your hand. He was gentle but firm. And very quietly he said, You know, it really is all right to feel sexy and good and beautiful because that's what you are. And suddenly, right in the restaurant, you became, for one moment, someone else. Actually, you became yourself. You sat down so slowly and gracefully that the people around you stopped talking and watched. And you noticed that it was a full minute later until he remembered to breathe again.
It's really wonderful. Just taking a deep breath can sometimes make something wonderful happen. The story is called Taking a Breath. It's from My Night Connections 3 Spoken Word Story CD. If you like it, you have some choices. You can just keep this podcast, or you can send me an email, and I will send you a no-strings-attached free download of Taking a Breath. Why would I do that? Well, it's because I really am glad you like it. My email address is dicksummer at comcast.net. That's dicksummer at comcast.net. .net, okay? Burnout feels like it sounds. It feels like there's a patch of slick ice inside you, and your gut is a giant tire spinning and smoking while you're skidding around, slamming into things and getting hurt. feels like you're out of control. The Murphy guy seems like he's in control instead of Big Louie. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong, he says, instead of what Big Louie always says. You never know when something wonderful is going to happen. Here's a no-kidding thought for you. I kept track of my life for a week. Why don't you try it, too? I kept track of the things I was worried about and the wonderful surprises that happened. Only half the things I was worried about actually happened. And almost as many good things happened as the bad things. Some of the good things were small, you know, but important. I had an unexpected ice cream sandwich that was amazingly delicious. I hadn't had one of those in years. I had a pile of blueberries topped with whipped cream. Wow. I tested a new amplifier and a set of speakers. I tested them with the New York Philharmonic playing Beethoven's Fifth. Oh, my God. And my lady wonder wench showed up one night after her shower with a towel around her hair, wearing only a smile in her two-piece. It's what I call her bedroom slippers, her two-piece. And she gave me the least innocent smile she has given me in a long time. Let me tell you, it was better than banging my fork against my glasses, shoving my peas in my pocket, and singing Greed's Leaves at the table. It was much better. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.